What up, what up, what up? Welcome into a Green with Envy quick hit edition. Adam, we asked for news in our last podcast. We got news. We finally got some news to break up the summer. As always, of course, y'all know this is Boy Will. We are checking in. We got my guy, Adam Taylor, here. We are live for those of you watching here on Twitter, uh, as well as it's going to be up on our YouTube page. But, Adam, we got the news from Shams. The Celtics have finally made a move with some of those open roster spots that we've been throwing names around for weeks on. And Sfi Mikhailuk. Now, please, someone, go ahead and roast me because I, I can't wait to see Bostonians try to pronounce his name, and I'm in that boat. It's going to be a, a, a fun, fun journey to see what names come up with. Uh, Celtics have signed Sfi to a one-year deal. Add him to the back end of that bench. Adam, give me, number one, grade me on my pronunciation and or correct me and number two give me your thoughts on this move for the celtics i mean shit i'm going i've got basketball reference pulled up now because they do the pronunciations Dude, right? i had it up and then i and then as we were talking i was trying to pull up the shams tweet and i was like damn it where'd it go Svi mikhailuk i believe yeah, is the correct mikhailuk mikhailuk there you I go. will give. I want to give a shout out to Michael Scoto because I saw his tweet was out before Shams. So um, Scoto there had the is. scoop, but uh, obviously Shams just has the bigger following, so it got around a lot quicker once it came out from Shams. I'm cool with this. I think obviously it's a 14th man in the rotation. They've still got one open roster spot. We can speak about mm-hmm. that in a moment. Uh, Vs a shooter, catch and shoot guy. Can score a little bit off the dribble. He's going to be your. Sam Hauser backup, your backup to your backup, right? Like, yeah. The way I'm looking at this is there was multiple times last season where the Celtics went cold as a rotation, and we saw it, right? And we we had so many conversations about shooting variants and needing more shooters to kind of plug and play when the team's having a cold streak because you just need somebody to come off the bench and see one fall. So bringing in a guy, I think he shot. What did he shoot? from free last season. Um, He's a career 36% shooter from deep. Bringing him in as a 14th man in rotation, you're just going to ask him to come off pin downs, come off screens, catch and shoot from deep. And he might be a spark plug for a game or two where you're struggling to score. So I I think that it's a smart move. It's a cheap move. And it fits the play style of what Missoula showed us last year. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like for me, I mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head, right? It's the backup to the backup. And for me, number one priority when I when I hear about the signing is I don't want Sam to initially lose men. Because I just feel like this is, you know, it's going to be a very similar role. Not that they're, you know, the exact same player, but they're pretty, they're pretty damn similar as far as what they'd be doing for you on the court. And, you know, with the progress that Sam made last season, and you saw that defensively he held up a lot better than people would have expected. And, you know, of course, all those numbers went around about teams getting outside of their offense, trying to hunt Sam, how that actually worked to the Celtics' advantage. So I'm a little bit mid from, you know, from from the standpoint of having a backup to the backup, right? It's almost like the assistant to the assistant of the regional general manager, you know, if you go Dunder Mifflin style on it. So I'm a little bit mid on the move from that point. Doesn't do a ton for me, but this is something you've been big on this offseason, right? And and this fits into what you said as well with the way, from what we know of year one of the Joe Mazzula experiment, we know he wants to get up a lot of threes. He's big on the math of the more threes you shoot and the, you know, obviously the higher percentage you shoot of them you're just you're going to have a better chance to win regardless of what else happens in the game that will be you know a a statistic that will tell you know a large portion of what happens in your season but you look at the additions this offseason save for Przingis right you're mostly looking at O'Shea Brissett 
You're looking at Delano Benton. You're looking at Jordan Walsh, who they drafted, none of which are really known as shooters. Brissett gives you a little bit of defense. Banton gives you some length. Jordan Walsh defense as well. I thought the jump shot looked better in summer league than, you know, what we were reading about in, in different, you know, prospect rankings as, as, as he was getting drafted over the summer. But, you know, I, I do think Svee fits that mold a little bit more. So like you said, on those nights where you're feeling a little bit cold, not, not only do you have Sam that you can throw in there, but you can also get some minutes out of Svee, especially if you have nights where, you know, maybe Tatum's taking a night off or, or JB's taking a night off. You know, those those gu- those guys that can shoot over 40% and get hot, you know, it's just a way to, to, to give you, you know, more versatility of, of ways to score the basketball if you're going to be so reliant on the three-point shot like the Celtics were last season. Yeah, I mean, look, Sam's a better scorer than what um, Svi is as far well, a better shooter than what Svi is as far as I'm concerned. I think he can give you a little bit more movement-wise. Like, I think Svi can score off movement, but Sam's whole, like, shtick is the fact that he can catch coming off of a screen. He doesn't need to get off the screen, set his feet, then get the ball. You can just feed him the ball when he's moving, when he's stationary, it doesn't matter. I think Svi... There's moments where you see him kind of take one step and then kind of like a step back. He kind of steps mm-hmm. in to step back out to get his feet set. I think that he's going to give you that additional scoring punch. As you said, I have I have been quite vocal about, hey, you've added three non-shooters this season to a team, uh, this summer to a team that likes to shoot a shit ton of threes. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And I think that, you know, I've been very vocal on that. Zvi makes a difference in that terms where now you've got Paul Zingas is a perimeter threat. He's also going to give you some stuff in the mid-range and down low. Zvi can come in and do what he needs to do. I will say that, like, look, he was playing on a, a Charlotte Hornets team last season that finished dead last in offensive rating. Yeah. You know what I mean? That They were bad, bad. And they had a ton of injuries, so his minutes were probably a bit higher than what they would have been if they were healthy. His touches probably came up a little bit, his usage rate. So... That scoring, num- like the shooting percentages, may have just been that he had a good stretch of performances in the perfect time, mm-hmm. right? I, but, you know, he's been a role player his entire time in the NBA. He's been a spot guy for most of his time in the NBA. He knows what role he's coming into. What shocked me was he had other offers around Europe where he would have got a significantly bigger role. But obviously, the the draw of coming to Boston, of being on a contending team with a chance of winning a championship and being Zvi McCoyluk <laughs> NBA champion has a little bit of a ring to it. You yeah, know? a little more cachet to it, right? So now you so, can go, you can go, maybe you can get that on the bench and then bring that maybe next year with you as like, hey, you're signing hey, an NBA champion. You know, the, that offer last offseason was nice, but now I got a ring. So, yeah, you know, and maybe it's going to be like that offer now. We get the highlights of like V to JT to KP for free. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, there's going to be so many tongue twisters that come with this. Defensively, he's not going to give you anything. Yeah, that, it's it, yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah, it's, it's hard to. And here's the thing: this is the what 14th roster spot. Like, this is the thing: it's the 14th roster spot. There's not. There shouldn't be much expectation if we get three, four nights where we're like, this was the speed game. Like, that's a, that, that's a huge, massive win. If that ever happens, you know, and you know, it, it's funny looking at, looking at Sfee's history here, pr- pretty true journeyman right here that we're looking at, you know, five, five years that he's been in the league, 
already six different teams. I believe Boston will now be his seventh team in in six seasons. So definitely a, an impressive run from from Svee here. Uh, Adam, you mentioned that there's still now one remaining roster spot. So we talked about this last week when the Celtics were um, reported to bring in, you know, TJ Warren, Lamar Stevens. Uh, I think Louis King might have been one other guy. I'm missing yep, Glenn there Robinson the third Glenn Robinson well. third. And, you know, we talked about most likely they're either going to leave that spot open or it's going to be if one spot goes to a wing, the other spot, you know, it, it's probably going to go to a big. Maybe it's another ball handler. Not not sure. But wh- where are you leaning now that we know who that 14th spot is? And now we're down to that one remaining spot. You still confident that you think Brad will go in with, with that open or are you leaning maybe now knowing who that 14th name is that they're going in a different direction? No, I think they're going with it open. Uh, I could be wrong here. Obviously, I've got no reason to say it so confidently as what I am. Mm-hmm. But personally, I do think that they go into direct into the season with the open roster spot. I think it just makes sense, right? Like, you know, there might be a trade that comes up that's just great. That what, It makes sense for everybody, but you might need to take back an extra guy. Having that open roster spot allows you to do it without having to try and bring in a third team or wave somebody. Waivers are a thing. You've got that Grant Williams TPE. You can use that to pick somebody up off waivers as long as their salary fits into the TPE. So you've got options, and those options require flexibility. Now, I think that if you bring a big in, you probably need to move on from a big that's already on the roster. I think mm-hmm. KP filled that role where it was like, hey, we need another big. Well, Paul Zingas kind of does that for you. I think that, you know, I'd love to see Blake Griffin back for another season, but I think if Blake Griffin comes back, it might be at the expense of Luke Cornett. And then I'm mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel Which about that. Which I don't that. know. that. that so let's, let's talk about that just for a second, because... I don't know that I would add Blake back at the expense of Luke only because I think Luke from a, an availability, like, like Luke, Luke actually had a, a really nice year last year, right? Mm-hmm. Like for, for the role that he was playing. And I think where you have, you know, Horford likely, you know, going to be on that similar plan, not playing back to backs, Rob, we know injuries, who knows? Same with KP, who's obviously injured right now. Like, I think Luke actually makes more sense out of the two of them. If you have to choose one, I think Luke actually makes more sense as a guy for this roster than Blake does, especially if we're debating, you know, let's say 50 appearances versus 35 appearances. Like, I think Blake's a great candidate for 35 to 40 appearances. I think if we're looking at 50 to 55 appearances, I think Luke is actually the better guy. So I will say this, if they use that 15th roster spot and bring back Blake, I'm completely on board with that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the vibes, the, the veteran leadership. That's a bus, one. Have... That's a bus one boy move, yeah, right? It's strictly for the bus one boys. Straight up. But I do think that there's value in going in with that open roster spot and giving yourself the flexibility to see what shakes loose in the early couple of weeks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that makes a ton of sense to me, and that's something that Brad's kind of shown a willingness to do previously. I'm okay with either way they go about it. The one thing I wouldn't like to do is just go and bring in like a plodding big man, somebody that's not really going to do shit and mm-hmm. it doesn't bring the vibes with him. And like, if you're going to do it, then go and get JaVale McGee. If you don't want to bring Blake back, go and get me JaVale McGee. Have that rim runner, somebody that will accept a really minimal role but can make an impact when they play. Otherwise, keep it open, see what shakes loose. You know, we don't know whether Svi is going to be non-guaranteed. He could be partially guaranteed. There could be some flexibility to move off him if he doesn't really fit. 
But and like we both know that the deal's going to be a veteran minimum at best. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For for however however much that'll be for his time in the league. So you know, there's still flexibility flexibility available. But Brad's very big on having as much flexibility as possible, yeah, and that that, that's that's the sense. one word that I think defines you know Brad's tenure as as POBO is just flexibility, right? Like that that's been what he's talked about each and every time that he's had an opportunity. So I, I think with Fee, it's the same thing. You know, um, we'll see. You know, because like you said, it's going to be a minimum contract. There's a chance he never actually ends up, you know, getting out of training camp or getting to the regular season. Like that's not like that's that's totally in play with this as well. But uh, I do think right now, you know, like I said, I'm okay with this move. It's the 14th roster spot. You now have more shooting to complement, you know, the defensive length that you brought in already this offseason. So I do think there's a balance to this move, right? That helps balance the roster a little bit in that in that sense. Um, but hey, listen, we need news. We'll take any nibble we can get right now. Sfi signing a one-year deal with the Celtics. It's like a raindrop in the desert for us, Adam. Yeah, and I will say this, like, if Svi is the guy that you're relying on to win new games, something somewhere went horribly wrong. Oh, horribly, uh, horribly wrong. And you need to adjust your expectations for the season immediately. <laughs> like, like it, it, it's bad, bad. If Svi is the guy you're yeah. relying on. But if he's the guy that you're like, shit, no one's hit a free in four minutes. The other team's on an 18-0 and run. They've pulled back because, you know, the Celtics, if they're giving up an 18-0 run, they were probably up 19. So they've mm-hmm. pulled back into the game. We need someone that's going to come in and just hit a three real quick just to snap the streak. Maybe Svee's the guy. You know, you know, Svee's going to take over that role where the Celtics subs come in, you know, up 12 with four minutes left. Team cuts it down to, you know, five points and Missoula's got the Jays and, you know, Derek White back at the at the table. And then with, you know, whatever it is, 37 seconds left, he's going to hit a three pointer from six feet beyond three point line that finally lets us like take a take a breath of relief. It's like, all right, we don't got to bring back the starters. Svee put the dagger in after we were already up 15 with four left. And now we're going to walk away with an eight point victory by the skin of our teeth. And it felt like it was slipping away that that's going to be Svee's uh, Svee's role in this team. There's going to be a bunch of sports betters at some point in this season. That are like, Zvi hit the I was three just thinking that. He's, he's going to be the, dra- the DraftKings killer. That's yes. what we'll call him. <laughs> and it's going to be that. I'm sure we'll have a title at some point. Zvi hit the three and won it for me. There's going to be so many rhyming yeah. opportunities, man. His, his name has a lot of possibilities, both Twitter with the Boston accent, with the role he's going to play. So there'll be a lot of play on words that we'll be able to find here for, uh, for that garbage time. We'll try to keep it interesting when Sfi hits the court, but Adam, that's going to do it for this quick hit edition of green with envy. Sfi Makai Luke is a Boston Celtic, at least for now. That's going to do it for us. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and we'll catch y'all later. Sfi you later. Peace. Till I hit the floor Every time I hit this high It's you I find It don't take much no more Until I'm at your door What can I say? You got me on the floor, you know I came to play. I know I shouldn't, but you seem to take my pain away. And every time I score, Jason Tatum fade away. I close my eyes and I'm floating.